Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1093, Six Do's and Don'ts for Couples Managing Love and Conflict, by Dr. Susan Chanderban of Chanpsych.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for being here today. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, ready to bring you another great piece of content that can really help you sharpen your relationships. Today's work comes from Dr. Susan Chanderban and she'll be helping couples manage love and conflict. There are a lot of great, clear points in this article that have been gathered by several experts, not just Dr. Susan. So, relax and open your ears. I'm going to start this post now and optimize your life. Six Do's and Don'ts for Couples Managing Love and Conflict by Dr. Susan Chanderban of Chanpsych.com Many couples take an ineffective approach to conflict in their relationship. Either they avoid it, for example, we should never fight, differ, or vehemently disagree, which often leads to silent resentment, passive aggression, and a lack of growth in the relationship. Or they engage in conflict unproductively. For example, we fight a lot, but we never resolve anything, which often leads to frustration, open resentment, anger, and worse. You wouldn't want to handle conflict by either of these methods, would you? So how should couples manage conflict in a way that preserves their love and commitment to grow together rather than apart? First, it's vital to take the appropriate perspective regarding conflict. Conflict is not bad. You love your partner, but you are not the same person. That would be unbearably boring. Try to remember that you were initially attracted to each other because you appreciated each other's differences. When you're attempting to be honest, open, and sincere, incompatible ideas will happen. A truly intimate relationship allows space for both people to exist independently and respectfully, even amid all the things they have in common and especially among all their colliding opinions. Simply make it a goal to share the things on your mind and listen to your partner's perspectives rather than fight to the death to defend your own point. So, let's agree. Conflict should exist between two people sharing a healthy, connected life together. Consider these love and conflict do's and don'ts. Do approach conflict with a management mindset. Don't approach conflict with a winner-take-all attitude. In truth, you may often find yourself upset and confused by conflict when you don't have a game plan for how to resolve conflicts in mind well before arguments happen. Renowned relationship researcher and marriage counseling expert John Gottman suggests that couples see conflict as a process of compromises and reality checks. The primary point? Solve solvable conflicts. But 
learn to recognize perpetual conflicts, and agree to disagree on those perpetual gridlocked problems. If you do reach a point in your relationship where it's not possible to move past the gridlocked problems, you may need to consider outside help such as marriage counseling or couples counseling. Practically, what does resolving conflicts look like? Try a few of Gottman's key ideas. Soften your startup. Engage. Employ relationship repair attempts. Do whatever works to de-escalate and ease tension. Soothe. Calm and comfort each other. Confess that you feel upset and overwhelmed. Step back and suggest a short break if you need it. Compromise. Be considerate and honest. Truthfully discuss what are non-negotiable points and areas worth rethinking. Set some mutual goals. Tolerate. Accept your partner's flaws as a part of who he or she is. No one is perfect, but you can be perfect the way you work through your differences. Do enlist the help of marriage counseling and couples counseling expertise. Don't allow differences of opinion to drive a wedge of contempt between you. Objective, compassionate marriage counseling or couples counseling helps you and your partner develop an empathetic ear and interact compassionately. Somewhere along the way, the disagreements between you eroded the empathy and compassion that tempers irritation and contemptuous thinking. Unmanaged conflict stymies your ability to hear your partner's history or acknowledge their intentions. Marriage counseling or couples counseling can help you shore up better communication skills in the following ways. You and your partner can learn to be more collaborative and cooperative. Individually, you'll anticipate triggers and resist the urge to escalate tensions. As a team, you can practice ways to create win-win situations. Or more realistically for some conflicts, you can learn to create situations that you can both be content living with. Learn together to interject a sense of appreciation and respect into tough conversations. The marriage counseling or couples counseling process reminds you to ask more questions and jump to fewer conclusions. Why does your partner's view matter so much to him or her? What do you hear that you can actually agree on before you actively debate? A therapist can help you determine specifically what's working in your communication and what isn't. Together, you can work through more compassionate and productive conflict. Do engage conflict with a relationship connection protected. Don't engage conflict without a plan to reconnect immediately. Acclaimed relationship psychologist and couples counseling expert Sue Johnson notes the importance of a sense of safe connection when tensions rise. Remaining open, attuned, and responsive maintains connection, despite disagreement, and allows for more growth and less emotional disconnect. How do you accomplish that? Johnson suggests the following. Acknowledge that the negative interaction patterns are your true problem, not your partner. This takes the pressure off each other, and sharing differences is safer. Distinguish relationship raw spots. Try to see through automatic responses to the hurt or feelings within that result from past emotional deprivation and detachment. This makes conflict feel less like a personal attack and more understandable. Review why and how you and your partner go there in your arguments. Work through particularly negative dialogue. Take responsibility for your own behavior and feelings. Also take responsibility for your effect on your partner. Then, most importantly, share how much you care as clearly as you communicated your disagreement with your partner's opinion. Ask questions. Be curious. Ask, 
What do I fear most? And what do I need most from you? By choosing to be more vulnerable than angry and defensive, it will be easier for your partner to hear your perspective and you'll come to define your relationship as a safe place where your deepest fears can be shared. From there, you can promote positive interaction patterns as you negotiate solutions. Forgive and heal the past. It's difficult to accurately assess and manage current conflict if past resentments are layered over and under them. Deal with anything that remains unresolved between you. Have the conversations that will support lasting healing. This helps reestablish trust and keeps conflict from feeling so risky. Most of all, use conflict as a valuable way in which you try to negotiate your life together in deepen respect, understanding, and your core connection. If you need help with that, that's okay. Seek it out. It is possible to learn to manage conflict in a way that strengthens your relationship. You just listened to the post titled, Six Do's and Don'ts for Couples Managing Love and Conflict by Dr. Susan Chanderban of chanpsych.com. Really great post from Dr. Susan today. I am so glad we have the opportunity to share her work now. There are really a lot of crucial points hit here in this episode. And one that really interests me is this idea of having a plan to reconnect immediately after conflict. This is a wonderful idea, but it's something couples need to create in advance. I would say that one way of hitting this happy medium of reconnecting but continuing to work through the conflict is to sit down and think about two things, the individual strengths of each partner and timelines. If partners can celebrate their differences, it becomes easier to hash out which types of situations they handle better and have had a strong history with. With this knowledge available, couples can consider whether the conflict at hand might be more suited for one partner's skill set than the others. And this can then be paired with the idea of a timeline, letting that partner act on their idea for a certain amount of time or in a certain number of ways before revisiting the discussion to see what type of progress has or hasn't been made. And at that point, there can be space to try the other partner's idea and a sense of equality can be regularly practiced. That's it for this one though, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me and taking in another great post from Dr. Susan. I hope you liked it as much as I did. I'm going to get out of here for now, but you know I am here seven days a week, so I invite you to come back tomorrow where I will be narrating a post from Introvert Dear and where your optimal life awaits.